Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, what a great response yesterday um, to what I shared with you about just, just kind of being battle-weary. Uh, but today I'm battle-ready once again. And so I just took uh, some rest last night and just people uh, let me know they're praying for me and what, just the, the warfare that's happening and what's going on here. So thank you guys so very much. Um, God bless you. I really mean that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, can't wait to get to our guest today. We're going to talk about this, the stage being set with well, the spirit of the Antichrist is hard at work, and we're seeing things happen that most of us really didn't think we would see maybe in our lifetimes, but we're going to talk with J.B. Hickson in just a minute. Father, thank you for giving us this day. We trust in your sovereignty. We rely on you for truth and for the hope that we have to continue to encourage believers' hearts, Lord. So anyone listening right now, I ask that you would first soften their heart, minister to them whatever they need right now, encouragement, hope, faith, strength, eternal perspective, and God, give us more discernment. Lead us by your Holy Spirit. Give us wisdom just for today. We thank you and praise you for your provision and your protection Great is your faithfulness. Your mercies are new every morning. And we recognize that greater is he who is in us, the Holy Spirit of Christ, than he who is in the world. We love you, God. We thank you that we have family all around the world. And uh, we thank you for brothers and sisters in Christ who are believing with us for your soon return, but praying about how to respond in these times we're living in. In Jesus' name. Amen. We are blessed once again to have J.B. Hickson back with us, Not By Works Ministries. He's got more than 30 years in uh, the ministry in pastoral and academic arenas. He's the pastor in Colorado at Plum Creek Chapel between uh, Denver and Colorado Springs. He's the author of 10, maybe there's more now, 10 books and the host of Not By Works and a 25-minute daily radio program that airs each day. He's got a podcast at notbyworks.org. JB, thank you so much for coming back on Stand Up For The Truth, brother. Hello, Dave. Thank you so much. What a what a blessing to get to talk to you. So much going on in the world. Yes. Wait to get into it. I know. And uh, you're going to bless our listeners with uh, some insight on the uh, Antichrist spirit of the age. But before we do that, I want to get an update on your ministry. Uh, last week, you were in Lubbock, Texas. Today, I'm talking to you at your ho- hotel room in California. You were out there on a speaking uh, tour. You're doing a little traveling, and you got up very early with us, so our listeners are grateful. So give us an update on what you've been speaking on, and maybe some of the comments or some of the uh, feedback you get when people come up to you afterwards. What's the buzz? What are they talking about and concerned about? Yeah, you bet. So you know, let's go back actually two weekends ago. We were in Tulsa, That's Oklahoma right. for the Mid-America Prophecy Conference. And some of your listeners will know, of course, uh, Dr. Andy Woods was, was there with me. Right. And uh, Dave Reagan was there, Dr. Tommy Ice, uh, and several others. And it was uh, obviously a prophecy conference. And they've been having that conference for 28 years. Uh, of course, they didn't have it last year because of the, the crisis. But uh 
but many people felt, I've only been speaking there for the last five years, but many of the long-timers felt it was one of the best conferences they've ever had. And mm. I, I think it's because everybody was primed and ready yes. because they see prophecy unfolding right before our very eyes. We sure um, do. We see you know, the stage being set for the global takeover, a one-world system, a massive uh, global deception and control and power. And so it was just a wonderful time. Um, we actually, from the stage, I uh, talked about your uh, new book, which I absolutely love, Canceling Christianity, uh, as a real excellent resource for those who are interested in some of the front lines, things that big tech and, and the globalists are doing to silence the church and the truth. And uh, the conference was a Friday, Saturday, two-day conference, and I, I was up first thing uh, Friday morning to kick the conference off, and by noon that day we'd sold out. So praise uh, God, you have re- really touched you touched a nerve, and I'm so <laughs> grateful to have that resource um, that we then uh, spoke about again uh, on this past weekend in Lubbock, Texas, at Cornerstone Bible Church, and uh, once again. Uh, people were just uh, really eager to get their hands on that book. So mm. uh, I think Jesus. the mood out there, at least among conservative Christians, is one of um, excitement, uh, because, again, we know who wins. We know that mm-hmm. our Lord is coming back one day to make all things new. Uh, and so, But yet at the same time, one of a real hunger for truth and a desire to, to go to the Word of God and see see what's happening, because there's... You know, we're never supposed to be scared. Uh, fear is not of the Lord, uh, but we are supposed to be prepared. And uh, so people want to um, have their eyes open and be aware of what's happening and be ready to respond appropriately. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for uh, Fresno uh, this weekend. It'll be a three-day conference, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you're in that area, we're going to be at Grace Bible Church of Fresno, and uh, it's just going to be a great, great weekend. Do you get to bring your wife with you often, and is she with you now? She is, yep. Awesome. Uh, so she, she travels most of the time, and uh, it, you know, often the whole family goes, but uh, she's she's with me on this trip. That's a blessing, isn't it? When you do have a little bit of downtime, you can spend some time together? Oh, no doubt, yeah. And yeah. it's uh, it's just a huge, huge blessing, and we can kind of debrief and, you know, Make sure my tie is straight, you know. Mm, yeah, and you get to spend some of the downtime just, uh, you know, you're already prepared. You know what you're going to be talking about, and uh, you get to just spend some quality time and just getting a break. Sometimes we need to get out of our environment. Um, and we, my wife and I were blessed recently. Um, uh, a family blessed us with a free stay, a four-day, three-night stay at a cottage on a lake uh, about an hour, hour and a half from here. It was just such a blessing to get away and just— Kind of a, what did you say? Debrief, detox, debrief, uh, de-stress. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. yeah, I mean seriously, just to just to you know talk about not only the issues that we talk about all the time at conferences mm-hmm. and from our own church there at Plum Creek Chapel, but just about our own life and our own family and our kids and kind of how things are going. We have lives, and those of us who are mm-hmm. in ministry, um, we are often hit on. We're on the front lines. We're trying to uh, do what the Lord has called us to do without apology or compromise. And uh, speaking the truth is difficult, but it's rewarding. Um, Sometimes you get canceled, censored, but that's a badge of honor in this day and age where the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist is working. And that's what we're going to talk about today 
And you suggested this topic, and I couldn't agree with you more, that we do need to remind people of not only about what's happening, but that it is prophetic. So, JB, where would you like to start today? Yeah, I think let's let's go to the text. I mean, that's always a good place to start Amen. In, uh, in the book of First John. And so, uh, let me just sort of set the stage a little bit biblically with what we're talking about and and where that term "spirit of the Antichrist" comes from. Uh, many of our listeners, I'm sure, would will know, but uh, just to to make sure we kind of set the stage. So. In the late first century, one of the last uh, books of the Bible that was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course, was the Epistles of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, written in the early to mid-90s, about the same time that the book of Revelation was written by the Apostle John. And by that time, there had already sprung up some false doctrines centered around Christ, uh, some groups uh, uh, denying the deity of Christ, others denying the humanity of Christ, and there were some uh, false teachings coming in attacking Christ. And so uh, God's Word reveals in, in the book of 1 John uh, some really interesting information that uh, was true then, and here 2,000 years later it is, is true, and, uh, and that is that, the, that even though one Antichrist is coming, 1 John 2.18, uh, and the word is capitalized there in most English translations as it should be because it's referring to the future uh, world tyrant, the world leader who will be empowered by Satan and take over the world for that seven-year period just prior uh, to Christ's return to establish his kingdom and mm-hmm. just after the rapture. Uh, but so many, so so that you have heard one Antichrist is coming. He goes on to say, even now many Antichrists have come. That's First John 2.18. And then he goes on later on in chapter 4, you quoted a, a passage as you opened in prayer this morning from 1 John chapter 4, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Mm. Well, the verse right before that talks about how the spirit of the Antichrist, again, capital A, the spirit of this future leader, the, the characteristics mm. of this future leader that will one day rule the world, are already in the world, 1 John 4, 3. Mm. And then you compare that to Paul's teaching uh, when he talks a lot about the Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and Paul says the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. And he's talking there about the man of sin, the Antichrist, the future Antichrist. So the bottom line is Satan is a great deceiver. He's a liar. Jesus said he's been a liar from the beginning, and everything he says uh, is a lie, John eight forty four. And that spirit of deception mm. has been getting worse and worse yes. and worse for the last 2,000 years. Second Timothy 3.13 says, Evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So I kind of started connecting the dots on a lot of the biblical teaching about that. In other words, what, what is happening from Satan's perspective in this <laughs> cosmic struggle between God and, and Satan as we you know, kind of the lead up to the Battle of Armageddon. And I thought, if the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work in the world today in this present age... And if we know biblically some of the things that he is going to do when he actually signs the peace treaty with Israel, Dan, Daniel 9:27, and takes over the world, then it follows that we should begin to see an uptick in the activities that will be so prevalent during that future, yes. you know, seven-year period. JB, so I just started kind of observing. Um, yeah, I want to ask you to clarify something for us. I guess maybe give us some insight on the fact that even in the church, a lot of believers 
uh, really, they don't grasp the spiritual warfare and the nature of the demonic realm that we are seeing manifested. They're just seeing men doing evil works, right? But I think there's a disconnect when it comes to the the fact that Satan is real and Jesus warned about the enemy. I mean, he cast out devils. Paul warned about spiritual warfare, putting on the armor. And and there is an enemy that hates us that is working. And we, we have a disconnect as far as actually believing that truth. Can you give us some clarity and insight on that? Yeah, you, you said it. Uh, most Christians are, are really completely unaware. And, and that in and of itself is a manifestation of the spirit of the Antichrist is that deception. But Paul makes it clear in uh, Ephesians 6.12 that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this age and the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. So there is absolutely an unseen realm uh, in which that has been going on since Satan was kicked out of heaven uh, and that in which Satan is trying to take over this world. You know, he couldn't have the heavenlies and so he, he turned this world into his domain. And uh, again, First John says that the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. He's the god of this age, the prince of the power of the air. And what this series that I put together, uh, Spirit of the Antichrist, which we're working on the book uh, version of that, but the, the video series, which is 18 videos in over 14 hours, uh, basically talks about the ultimate Luciferian or satanic conspiracy. Uh, you know, a conspiracy is simply two or more people working together for some nefarious evil intent, and the greatest conspiracy of all time, according to Scripture, is the conspiracy between Satan, demons, and human agents to take over the world. And so those are the, the, the parties to the conspiracy, Satan and his co-conspirators, demons, and human beings that are part of the Luciferian agenda, uh, seeking to take over the world. David talked about it a thousand years before Christ in Psalm 2, when he said, you know, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? Why do the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers all take counsel together against the Lord and against the anointed? Mm. So what most people don't realize is that what you see, let's, let's take, you know, the cancel culture uh, that you've written about, uh, that is really more of a symptom of something uh, demonic that's happening behind the scenes. Yes, Satan is a liar. Jesus is the truth. And that's that's the ultimate uh, contrast and conflict. So, J.B., going back to that scripture in 1 John uh, 2, 18, the very next verse, you know, after it just says, even now, many antichrists have appeared. This is 2,000 years ago. We're in the year 2021, and we are seeing more manifestations of this, these antichrists and what they're doing. But Verse 19 says, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. So what is he referring to people who once believed and then got deceived? Like, How do you explain that very next verse? Because he's talking about people that were, were with them, but evidently they weren't really part of the true believers. Yeah, there are, that's absolutely right. There are, to this day, in fact, a growing number of people that are somehow connected to the church, maybe even attending church, and in many cases, evangelical leaders who, in fact, mm. are not believers. Um, I'm not suggesting that, you know, 
all of this, all of them are not believers. I mean, sometimes believers themselves can get deceived and mm-hmm. begin to teach a false doctrine or get on the wrong bandwagon. But let's make no mistake, Satan targets key evangelical leaders yes. to, to co-opt them into this uh, grand deception. And many times they don't even realize that they're self-deceived, you know, as James talks about. So uh, so there are, we're seeing more and more of this come to light, especially with this, uh, you know, woke... Uh, perspective and socialism and LGBTQ, and, and and it's just stunning to me. It shouldn't be, knowing the scriptures, but it is stunning to me that so many evangelical leaders who before we would have thought were conservative are equivocating on this issue uh, of, uh, you know, socialism and, uh, you know, again, LGBTQ, gender, I call it the gender surrender movement. Yes. So, yeah, this is, this is very much true. In order for Satan to be able to ultimately take over the world, which he will for, for a seven-year period. Um, uh, he's got to have the, you know, the church be complicit, mm. uh, and that and means false prophets within the church. Now, you obviously mentioned some of these, uh, I would call them false teachers, um, and this is, uh, this is hard to discuss because there are a lot of popular evangelical pastors out there that are not teaching the whole counsel of God, um, whether they have fallen away or whether that their heart is between them and God. But we are to be discerning and stop sharing these sermons or these the materials from these pastors. And if you're going to a church where you have some red flags, um, what advice would you give someone? Because we don't we 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 don't want to name names if unless we absolutely are. I don't want to say forced to, but I think we're called to to sound the alarm and be watchmen for the church. So what would what advice would you give someone who is very familiar with some of these pastors and very popular leaders, but it seems like they are either teaching something deceptive, like social justice rather than biblical justice, or they're uh, right. just compromising with the world? Yeah, no question. Again, going back to First John, which I just I keep going back there because it, it's just been— Amazing how relevant. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. all of God's word is relevant, uh, but uh, these passages are particularly relevant in our day. But First John four one says, "Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether mm-hmm. they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out uh, into the world." So, uh, yeah, I think the the church today uh, is not very discerning because, again, we've been blinded, and most churches have gotten away from teaching the Word of God. Hmm. Uh, we've talked previously on your show about how uh, Peter had mentioned that in the latter days, uh, many will mock those who teach Bible prophecy, and they will they will say, Second uh, Peter 3, 4, where is the promise of His coming? Uh, you know, what, what, what do you mean you, you're talking about the Lord's return? Ah, he's not going to come back. Everything's been the same for 2,000 years. And so uh, that's what we call the 84% club. You know, because 16% of the Bible is unfulfilled prophecy, and so many churches ignore that. So they're only mm-hmm. teaching 84%, not the whole counsel of God, but like, like you said, but, uh, but only 84% of the Word of God. So my advice would be, uh, you know, get in the Word, pray, and let the Holy Spirit really lead and direct you, and don't be afraid to stand mm. against uh, deception and, and stand up for truth, even if it means... Uh, separating from friends and from uh, Bible teachers that you thought uh, were uh, good. I mean, um, you know, I've had so many examples through the years where 
particularly as it relates to the gospel, because you know, not by works our passion is the clarity, accuracy, and urgency of the gospel, where I've had to separate with friends. And, you know, people have, have, have really given me a hard time about that, mm. you know. Don't you love so-and-so? Don't you care about so-and-so? Of course I do, but I love the gospel more. Amen. And, uh, you know, when you talk about naming names, you're exactly right. Paul says in Romans 16 that we should mark those, and that idea there of mark is to identify them. Yep. So that teach a contrary doctrine. Oh, thank you, JP. I really appreciate your perspective and your stance on that. I think we're, we're very much aligned on that. But people say when we call out false teachings or false teachers, we are the ones that are being divisive. So I want to talk about that, this idea of unity, but I think people have a misunderstanding of that. And more with JB Hickson, Not By Works Ministries, about the spirit of the Antichrist working today. Next on Stand Up for the Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Our guest today, Dr. J.B. Hickson, pastor of Plum Creek Chapel in Colorado. The stage is set and the spirit of Antichrist is working. We are seeing the manifestations of it all around us in our culture, country, and around the world. Uh, J.B., before we get into more of the topic that we had opened up here, I have a quote I had shared last week or the week before and I just grabbed it again because I have it printed out on a piece of paper here in the studio. And it's just what we were talking about. Uh, we live in a, this is by Elisa Childers, who's got a great podcast, by the way. We live in a culture of tolerance where words like inclusion and affirmation have become non-negotiable tenets. Thus, it can be tempting to view any display of disunity as divisive. But the Bible places the blame for divisions on the ones bringing in the false doctrine, not on those who call it out. And, J.B., that's what you and I try to do. So your thoughts on that and how we've been duped by this kind of false idea of unity, haven't we? We have. And, you know, uh, I call it uh, drawing circles of inclusion rather than lines of distinction. And uh, that's the culture we live in. You know, people are much more prone to draw circles of inclusion. You know, can't we all just get along? rather than a, a line of distinction. And the Bible, uh, obviously, is uh, the inerrant, infallible, inspired Word of God, and it is the truth. And so by its nature, it's going to draw lines of distinction. And if we're a people of the book, if we're going to be true to God's Word, there are going to be times when we're going to have to stand uh, toe-to-toe at that line and not compromise. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so many people... Uh, you, you know, I love that, that phrase that, that you hear all the time, which I can't stand, and it just makes me want to, you know, throw up when I hear it. Is <laughs> you know, can't we just agree to disagree? Yes. You know, and uh, I'm I'm convinced that what we need is more people with the courage to disagree to agree. That's what we need today. We need people willing to disagree to agree uh, as God's word leads. And so, um, yeah, it's it's postmodern thinking. It's this idea of there are no absolutes that. Uh, everyone has their own little uh, narrative that they're following and their little little T truth. And, um, and yet God's Word definitely uh, sets the standard. So you sent me seven Ps in this list under the topic that we're talking about and uh, talking about the stage being set for the rise of the Antichrist and the Great Tribulation. Just share with us uh, this next step on the path we're going this morning. 
Yeah, so let me start with kind of how I got interested in this. Of course, I grew up interested in Bible prophecy, and so uh, my grandfather was a preacher, and my dad and mom and dad were active in church, and so it's always been an interest of mine. My, I can always remember uh, talking with my grandfather before he went to be with the Lord about uh, Bible prophecy, the rapture, the second coming, those types of things. But this idea of the spirit of the Antichrist and the, the Luciferian conspiracy, which is a as I mentioned, this grand conspiracy involving Satan, uh, human co-conspirators and his demons working together to take over the world, um, that really started about 15, a little over 15 years ago. And I was sitting in a Chinese food restaurant in Houston, and sitting across from me was a close friend and colleague, and we both were teaching at a nearby college at the time, and this was one of our favorite places to eat. We went there often, and we would have all sorts of topics over lunch about everything from or discussions about everything from theology to you know even sports and politics and philosophy and um, but the discussion we had on that day 15 years ago is forever etched in my mind hmm. because it was on that day that I woke up to the world as it really exists it was on that day that I began that long hard descent down into the rabbit hole that continues to this day really and it all started because a friend that I respected very much, an intelligent, educated, biblically astute man, cared enough to mm. expose some lies that I, and by the way, many other believers, uh, believed, had mm. been fallen a victim to. And so uh, I, I sat there, and I'll never forget the feelings, the conflicted feelings that I had as I was listening to Shane, my friend, and thinking to myself, you know, this guy is smart, I would say even brilliant. And yet, what I'm hearing come out of his mouth is complete nonsense, mm. I thought to myself. It has to be. Uh, but, you know, I respected him too much to just dismiss what he was saying without looking into it myself. So I went home, started uh, just doing some research, and then my library slowly filled up with over 200 uh, books and sources. And then in 2012, we came out with the book, The Great Last Day's Deception, which was kind of my first entree into this topic. And then when uh, the um, so-called pandemic hit, which of course was a planned event, going back to the Rockefeller Foundation's document in 2010 that I've exposed previously on your show that shows that they were planning this, then I knew, boy, we're getting into the final stages. And uh, that's when I set out to put together this video series that um, I think uh, kind of lays it out entirely. So yeah, the spirit of the Antichrist, uh, you know, the Bible has a lot to say about the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Daniel, Revelation, Jesus' teaching, and the Olivet Discourse. So I just started making a list of the characteristics and activities uh, that will um, that the Antichrist will undertake during his reign of terror. And uh, then I sort of distilled that list down into the top seven most prevalent characteristics of the Antichrist. And then I said, if First John is, is true, which, of course, it's the Word of God, so it is, and that spirit is already at work, then it follows we should see an uptick in some of these uh, characteristics as we uh, move forward in time. Mm -hmm. Again, we're not setting dates. We're not suggesting that you know, the rapture is going to happen tomorrow. We're not looking at you know, lunar cycles or blood moons or shemitas or anything like that. We're just letting the text speak where it speaks. <laughs> and so what I came up with was seven manifestations that are without question uh, more and more prevalent with each passing day. And so um, 
you mentioned that they all start with a P. I guess that's kind of the Baptist in me going back. But uh, <laughs> the, the spirit of pretense, <laughs> the spirit of pretense and phenomena, that's a big one. We talk about uh, the spirit of the paranormal and the phenomena and, and the UFOs and UAPs. I mean, when's the last time you heard a conservative Bible teaching uh, teacher talk about UFOs? And yet they're, they're all, you know, it's all in the news every day. Hmm. You know, you see it. And so I give a lot of detail about that. And then the spirit of pride and power and persecution and perversion and ultimately pluralism, this one-world religious uh, system. So, yeah, we can touch on a few of those if you'd like. Well, two of them that, I mean, interesting that they're listed here, pride and perversion, seem to go together. I know they are very different sins, or they can be, but it seems like we are in the midst of this unleashing of evil and propaganda in the Pride Month that happens every June uh, around the world. And boy, they have masterfully, they're evil, but they have masterfully found ways to seduce our society through whether that's uh, the the Internet or Hollywood, uh, the entertainment industry, the media, even the parts of our government, just an education or in quotes, education, uh, the public schools. So I'd love for you to touch on that. Because you cannot get away from it. If you're online, you see a lot of outlets putting the rainbow flag, you know, whether it's Google or, uh, you know, some of these other. And corporations are doing it. Corporations are caving. Um, whether Kellogg's and, and Pantene and Home Depot, just Coca-Cola, the list goes on and on. So, JB, I don't know if that's uh, number four. I'm sorry, number three and number six, pride and perversion. Uh, they're separate. But in this sense, this the the sexual promotion, this it's really a religion, the religion of sex. Now we've got to kind of submit. I would love to hear your thoughts and insights on those two P's. Yeah, and and as far as perversion, not just corporations, but our own government at yes. different embassies and places like that. So it's uh, it's uh, in your face, and I have the same reaction you do. It's like. You know, so many of the, you know, even like banks and, and institutions and things that I use, you know, you get updated emails from them and they're promoting this, you know, this pride thing. And it just, it really makes me cringe, yeah. but it's, it's really hard to hide from it when you, when you think about it. But there is a, a distinction. They're all related. All of these are under the heading of the spirit of the Antichrist and this lying, deceiving, evil um, tyrant that will rule the world one day. Uh, so pride and perversion definitely go together, but you know perversion deals more with this attack on the very image of God and man, okay. and the what I call the gender surrender. And we've talked about it uh, before on your show. Uh, even all American companies like Ritz Crackers and others have just have just in your face promoted this uh, gender neutrality concept. Hollywood is a, is obviously at the tip of the spear in promoting it. And, um, so, and what it's doing is it's attacking the very core institutions of creation, going all the way back to Genesis you know, 1, 2, and 3. So, J.B., it's interesting that you're right. You cannot get away from this, but corporations, just what do they get out of this? Is it, is it, does this all fall under deception? They're not part of the agenda necessarily. They, yes, they have, are they? Yes, I, that's the that's the big dirty secret that people don't realize is that, uh, and, I, and I get into this in the Spirit of the Antichrist series, 
which by the way is now available not just on DVD but as a digital download, so they can go to our website and, and order it that way as a digital download, have it instantly. But what people don't understand is at the top levels of the Luciferian conspiracy, there are those human co-conspirators, those people that are literally worshiping Satan, uh, performing satanic rituals in dark, smoke-filled rooms, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that pull the strings. And so you know, your average vice president of some company or director of some department in a company, he or she may not be aware of, of how controlled this all is. But absolutely, at the top level, these companies are all, most of them owned by a small handful of global uh, companies, and it is a top-down uh, dictate, uh, and very much controlled and very much by design to mind control and program young people. Um, in our series, we get into the, the beginnings of the compulsory government schooling system back in the early 20th century, 1918, when the Rockefeller Foundation and Carnegie Foundations and some of those other Luciferian groups uh, actually took over in a very subtle, deceptive way textbook industry, the higher education, colleges, universities, and within a generation, you know, we've captured the minds of, uh, of young people who they, by the way, have for eight hours a day, five days a week for 12 or 13 years. Wow. And we wonder why we're losing young people from the church today. Uh, you know, we, we're, at a, we're, on the, we're on the losing side of that battle. Now, we're not spiritually because we know, uh, as you said, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Amen. But just looking at it from a human perspective, uh, you know, we're the underdogs here in yes. this battle, and that's why we need more Christians to stand up. You know, I have to be honest. When you just said that, when you, my heart sank a little bit when you described the truth that young children, and let's just put it in our context, Christian families send their children to public schools. Whatever you think of the public schools, most of us understand now the curriculum the the teachings, what they have rewritten as far as history and edited and changed the textbook, the publishers of the textbooks, and everything else. Now it's the LGBTQ propaganda and everything else. And you're thinking the hours of influence on our young people today for how many decades, JB? So it's no wonder yep. we're seeing what we're seeing in our culture, when these kids get out, when they graduate, they go to work, they ended up uh, starting their own businesses, running some companies and corporations, going into politics. And for decades, they have been, for lack of a better word, programmed. And it is evil. No, it is evil. No, no doubt about it. I mean, um, it's, uh, it, you know, Proverbs says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. And so, uh, one of the worst things we could ever do is take 30 fools and lock them in a room together for eight hours a day for 12 years or 13 years, or they're even wanting to do 14 years now with government-controlled uh, preschool, uh, and then wonder, you know, why we're in the, the state that we're in today. And, you know, there's no – it is a fact not in dispute that the public you know, school system is a pagan institution. They have declared it such themselves in those terms. Uh, in 1963, they took God, the Bible, all, any references to biblical Christianity out of the school and made it, uh, I mean, if a, if a teacher today at a public school began her class session by sharing the gospel and inviting people to believe in Jesus, she or he would be fired. Mm. So just think about it. You're part wow. of an institution where you cannot do the one thing 
God's Word says we are supposed to be doing in this present age, which is the Great Commission. Wow. So it's a pagan institution, Yes. And, uh, and I believe Christian parents need to stop subcontracting the raising of their children out to this uh, pagan, especially if you know the, the history of it, if you know the beginnings of the compulsory government schooling system and what their motive uh, really, really was. It will, it will, it will chill you to the core. Well, let's go back. I don't remember if we talked about that with you. I know we've had Alex Newman, uh, Duke Pesta, Sam Sorbo, um, Heidi St. John, and and uh, uh, Israel Wayne. All these homeschooling uh, experts and powerhouses and these people that have been dealing with this for years. We've only got two minutes in this segment, JB. So maybe we should start now and we'll pick it up on the other side because this goes back to John Dewey. It goes back to. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the humanist manifesto that they, they really said it's either you know, they don't want God anymore in, in America. That's what, it, what was astounding to me that it goes back so far, nearly 100 years, 75 to 100 years. And th- this was in our country starting to manifest. So in two minutes, your quick thoughts, and we'll pick it up again at the other side of the break. Yeah, it definitely goes back 100 years or more. The late 19th century, the Rockefellers and and that group that had such an unbelievable influence negatively in every area of life, business, corporation, uh, industry, uh, medicine, uh, you know, they're the ones that switched us from being holistic, actual healing and and medicine, uh, treating the problems to more of a a pharmaceutical uh, industry. Wow. and then, of course, education. And so it is by design. That's what people don't realize, and that's what I've come to realize, is that this Luciferian agenda is real. The Bible talks about it, but we usually just leave it there and, and sort of don't really like to, to look behind the bush. But, boy, when you start looking, you see, man, there are, there are evidences of it everywhere. And, you know, we've homeschooled our uh, children. We have six kids, homeschooled them uh, all the way through. And uh, with a couple of my, limited exceptions for a year uh, of a private Christian school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's time for Christian parents to take seriously the stewardship that God's given us with our children and and not throw them to the wolves. I'm sorry. I know that's painful, especially for some Christians to, to hear. But yes. uh, if you knew the truth about the agenda, yep. man, it would you would have no choice. And that's what we need to continue to talk about because more parents, more Christians are catching on. And we've got to just keep speaking the truth for as long as there is breath in our lungs, our hearts are beating, and we're on this earth. God has a plan and a purpose for us. And uh, we need to just keep defending and speaking the truth. J.B. Hickson is our guest, Not By Works Ministries. We'll continue this conversation, talk about the moving of the spirit of the Antichrist when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. We're discussing seven ways the spirit of Antichrist is at work today, and we know the stage is set, but how did it get set? We're going to talk a little bit more about um, globalism and David Rockefeller. We're going to quote him when we uh, continue. But right now, I'm going to finish up these thoughts, JB, on the early days of education. A lot of people don't understand what happened and how we could have been seduced. I mean, this may have been even before the Department of Education. I think the U.S. Department of Education was created or birthed. Would you like to share some insight before we move on? Yeah, way before that. So the Department of Ed uh, happened in 1980 under Carter, just before he left office. And, uh, And then one of the great whistleblowers that has 
kind of expose so much of the, the beginnings of uh, the government-controlled education system was Charlotte Iserby, yes. who was uh, worked for Reagan uh, as the assistant to the Secretary of Education, and uh, she got fired because she was looking into the archives and finding all sorts of old documents that showed uh, the uh, connection to the Rockefeller Foundation. And uh, so then she dedicated her life to uh, exposing it. And for a great resource that I think everyone should have in their library is her book, The, the Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, which is now public domain. I think you can get it online, but it's a huge uh, uh, several hundred pages uh, exposing this. But, yeah, going back to the beginning, it's all about power and money. And the Rockefellers, uh, through their money and influence, were able to influence uh, putting people on the boards of co- uh, colleges and universities and putting them on committees and creating different uh, uh, groups that would uh, that were on f- at face value intended to kind of advance research and science into certain areas. But once they got their hooks in them, then they said, you know, since we gave you all this money, can we recommend that you use this book and that you teach this philosophy? And, and I've seen a little bit of that. You know, I spent 12 years in full-time uh, academics at the college and graduate school levels. And uh, we had a situation one time where a guy offered to donate a bunch of money if we would teach a particular curriculum. And, uh, and I was not comfortable with it at all. And uh, it didn't even matter whether the curriculum was good or right or, or not. It was the principle of allowing someone to use their money and influence uh, to do that. But mm. so that's what the Rockefellers did and not just the Rockefellers, but others, the Carnegie's and, um, and then they did the same thing with the medical schools and, um, and, and, and the rest, as they say, is history. Mm. Wow. Now uh, let's go from that education to globalism and the influence of the Rockefellers. And I've got a quote that I actually shared in my book on the Great Reset, the chapter, I should say, on the Great Reset. And you've got many more quotes. You've talk, uh, talked about this for a lot longer than I have, JB. But in 1994, uh, David Rockefeller was quoted at a UN uh, event saying, we are on the verge. This was 94, okay? We are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis, and the nations will accept the new world order. And there have been many crises since that time, but I think of last year and the Rona, the coronavirus, they have definitely used that, haven't they, JB? Absolutely. COVID-1984, as I call it, <laughs> um, is, is uh, just right there, uh, um, you know, advancing their, uh, their agenda. But yeah, so a couple other Rockefeller quotes. He's, he's one of the key Luciferians, a top-tier guy. Of course, he died just not too long ago at the age of 101. Uh, but in his memoirs, uh, which is his own sort of autobiography, he said, quote, some even believe we are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States, characterizing my family and me as internationalists and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure, one world, if you will. Well, if that's the charge, I stand guilty and I'm proud of it. Wow. In other words, he admits yep. blatantly that that's part of their uh, agenda. And uh, elsewhere, he says, the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government. And listen to this. This ought to just send chills up your spine. He said, quote, the supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite is surely preferable to the national autodetermination practiced in past centuries. 
In other words, who needs national sovereignty? You know, national leaders, they don't know anything. We need to put our all full control and power in the hands of a small, supranational, intellectual elite. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what world leaders have been striving for forever. Uh, Prime Minister Winston Churchill, after World War II, said, the creation of an authoritative world order is the ultimate aim toward which we must strive. Charles de Gaulle said the same thing. Nations must unite in a world government or perish. Mm. James Paul Warburg's uh, son of uh, Paul Warburg, who was uh, known as the father of the Federal Reserve System when he when they created that back in 1913, uh, he's big-time globalist, the Warburgs. He said, we shall have world government, whether you like it or not, by conquest uh, or uh, consent. So, wow. I mean, I could go on and on with some of these quotes. The big new Brzezinski, uh, who was a big time, is uh, a big time globalist. Actually, no, he just died not too long ago uh, either. That's another reason we think that we're getting close to the end, is they're rolling out all of these measures that they've been talking about um, because, uh, first of all, people are waking up. Yes. People are having the same experience I had 15 years ago, and they realize that they're losing their grip. Uh, the globalists do. So they're, you know, I look for something big to happen again here in the coming uh, not too distant future. I think the uh, the scamdemic was just a a uh, dry run mm-hmm. to see how easily they could get most people to bow down and worship at the altar of government. And I think, uh, you know, we have to be prepared for something else coming around the corner. Um, I would just love for you to speculate a little bit. Uh, would it be what do, what do you think it might be? Are they going to use vaccine passports? Are they going to limit uh, travel and entry to businesses, even grocery stores at some point? Do you think that's part of it or could happen? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it is speculation, as you say, but I think we have enough data points to to at least see what weapons are in their arsenal. Hmm. And I think yes. it could be anything from, uh, sort of an, uh, an electromagnetic attack of some kind that shuts everything down uh, electronically, including the Internet and banking and all of that. We see a lot of chatter about that, uh, a lot of stuff in the news about hacks of yes. pipelines and other stuff. Uh, and we've known you know, for decades that they have that capability. Uh, it could be a, a geoengineered uh, weather event uh, that causes some kind of natural catastrophe. It could be a, a, a terrorist attack, whether real or false flag, that brings us to our knees uh, in a much bigger way than uh, 9-11 did. It could be uh, another pandemic of some kind, another release of, uh, you know, of, of some type of bioweapon. That's a, another weapon in their arsenal. And isn't it interesting how, uh, again, talking about losing their grip, uh, we've seen uh, so much truth come out uh, recently about Fauci, who I've been mentioning is, is, a, is a literal Luciferian yep. uh, and been a part, going back to the early 90s, of this Luciferian agenda across both platforms, Republican presidents, mm. Democratic presidents, and everybody just lets him do his thing. And now it's sort of coming out that, you know, he lied about so much. And so uh, truth will, will, will set you free and truth will not be ultimately suppressed. They can suppress it for a while, uh, but it has a life of its own. And so things like WikiLeaks and, and other things have a way of exposing people. And so they're, they're, I think Satan and his co-conspirators are panicking because they know that uh, more people are waking up. 
Well, you, you touched on hacks, and there have been some very big hacks into different systems in the United States. And there are some people, JV, I just kind of go, wait a minute. So you can accept the fact that they can hack into the government website or a, a pipeline or a corporation and they can hack into these things, but you don't think they could hack into our voting system? This is like this, right. this, this unbelievable disconnect that people have. Oh, Lord, help us. But yeah. um, in the five minutes or so we have left, it back to the P's that you have of uh, the ways that the spirit of the Antichrist is at work today. Is there another one you would like to touch on before we run out of time? Yeah, I, I think people need to be prepared for uh, persecution. Okay. Um, we, you know, we uh, are so blessed in this country mm -hmm. uh, to have had the freedoms that we have, and we still have a lot of freedoms, more than any other country, but they're fast uh, slipping away. And if the Lord tarries is coming, we as Christians in America uh, will very likely have to face the same types of horrific persecution, including martyrdom, that many Christians throughout the world have faced for the last 2,000 years. And so uh, we talk about that in one of the videos there in that series on the spirit of persecution. And uh, that's not to scare anybody. It's just to say, you know, we need to keep the faith and be strong and, you know, and be prepared. Um, and, then, and then I also want to mention again the spirit of phenomena, because that's something that is, is, is kind of like the third rail for a lot of people, because the minute you start talking about paranormal, you're viewed as a tinfoil hat, you know, weirdo, uh, but yet the Bible is very clear yes. that there are is a spiritual realm. And so we need to see the realities of what people are reporting uh, through the lens of Scripture. We interpret experience through Scripture, not the other way around. And so we're not dealing with, you know, UF, you know little alien Martians and um, invasions from other planets, but we are dealing with an indisputable reality of unidentified, as the government now calls them, aerial phenomena, and mm. the Bible speaks to that. And the fact that we're seeing an uptick in this activity, and I make the case in the several videos uh, in this series that deal with this, um, at least two or three, that uh, this uptick really began going back to 1947 and 48 with the Roswell in incident, the, uh, uh, the Kenneth Arnold sightings in Washington, Mount Rainier, uh, all in conjunction, I believe, with the establishment of Israel as a nation-state, once again, uh, the rebirth of Israel in 1948. Satan saw that. He recognized that if, if Israel is a nation again for the first time in centuries, that this must be getting close to the end, because Israel, of course, plays such a key role in the end times. And so I believe that we are what we're seeing is an uptick in spiritual battle between demonic forces and angelic forces, and, and some, sometimes that leads over into our realm of time, space, and matter. Mm, and, uh, wow. and again, the Bible talks about this. Yes, yes. So, JB, I'm looking at your website, notbyworks.org. Differentiate for me or for our listeners the, the uh, Spirit of the Antichrist series and the Globalism, Luciferianism, and New World Order series. Yeah, so I've been, you know, of course, dealing with this for 15 years, as I said, and will continue to study it uh, for my own uh, information until the Lord comes back. Uh, and so those, the, the Globalism series is three different videos that we kind of package together. They all are sold separately as well, but uh, they're $10 each, or if you buy the set, it's $20. And that's, uh, the three videos are Illuminating the New World Order, hmm. 
The Great Last Day's Deception, and Red, White, and Bad, when <laughs> the country we love becomes the country we fear. Wow. And so uh, that's just a set that touches on a lot of these topics, just you know, uh, information related to the Luciferian conspiracy. And, but the Spirit of the Antichrist set is 18 videos, just a comprehensive you know, introduction to what the Bible says about it, and then all of those seven uh, manifestations of it. Wow. You've got so many resources there. Now, we really want to get people to your website, so we'll link it again to the podcast notes at standupforthetruth.com and the blog post. And also, you guys can go uh, get a couple of JB's books and the DVDs, and he's got my book up there in the store. So thank you so much for that. I really mean it. Your, your support has been encouraging to me, and I just really appreciate having you and our listeners access to the resources that you've worked so hard on. So God bless your ministry, JB, and the rest of your time in California. We will keep in touch, brother. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. God bless. All right. Thanks, JB. JB Hickson, when we come back, we'll let you know who our guests are the rest of this week. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. I am always so uh, encouraged and, and informed uh, and challenged even uh, when we talk with J.B. Hicks. And uh, what a blessing. Um, tomorrow, uh, because, of course, our staff meeting, we do four podcasts a week. Five is a little too much to try to do with everything else on my plate. So we uh, replay. Typically, we replay. Sometimes there are new podcasts that I pre-record. But tomorrow you will hear Pastor Steve Smotherman, our Patriot Pastor Troublemaker in New Mexico, uh, making waves there. Uh, you'll hear that podcast tomorrow. Jason Jimenez of Stand Strong Ministries will be back with us live on Thursday morning and on Friday, Dr. Rick Scarborough. He's got his own podcast as well. Um, John Haller will be with us Monday, and he actually um, he's going through some censorship um, as well. Just who's not? I mean, if you're a truth proclaimer and defender, I think uh, you're going to get hit. But as I say before, it can be discouraging, but we got to look at it as a badge of honor. Well, God bless you guys, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.